Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. You know, sometimes certain movies hit you in a way that you just don't expect. And, you know, if you're within the sound of my voice, that must mean you're in the seats with once more. As always, my name is Dave Voigt, and I'm the host of this podcast, where we sit down with a wide-ranging variety of entertainment industry professionals, and we pick their brain about current projects, state of the industry, how they got started, and so very much more in a light and in a conversational fashion. And, you know, if you like how we do things around here, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that you do, because you're listening. Uh, and if you are, please subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Give us your five-star rating on your podcast provider of choice. We're available pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google. And plus, we archive every single one of our episodes over at our In the Seats YouTube channel. So if you can give us a like and subscribe there as well, we'd absolutely appreciate it. Also, don't hesitate to check us out on the social media. We're on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Letterbox, the TikTok, and, well, hell, probably a few other places, too. At In the Seats for all sorts of fun updates. But finally, and I do dare say most importantly, please pay us a visit over at In The Seats, intheseats.ca, for all the latest and greatest from the world of film, television, basically the moving image at large. Because guess what? If we love to watch it and write about it and talk about it, we love it even more when you come by and read about it and listen about it. So do us that kindness and pay us a visit wherever we are. Like we said, the site, YouTube, podcast, just do it. Come say hello. We want to say hello back. On this episode, we got a fun one. It is a brand new movie that is dropping on to Disney Plus, or Hulu, if you're in the States. Tomorrow, it is Quiz Lady. You play Tiff. Uh, it is hilarious. It's starring Aquafina and Sandra Oh as two sisters, one of whom, uh, we'll let you know, it's uh, Aquafina is, is game show obsessed, and her estranged sister uh, joined forces to help cover, cover their mother's gambling debts by uh, winning it all on her favorite game show. It's simple, it's broad, but it's it's so well done. It's This is really an excellence of execution because it's just absolutely hilarious. It, it makes the jokes you expect, and then it leans a little bit further, and it's this is really... This is a broad comedy that has been done incredibly smart. I mean, it's from the creators of Barbara... Uh, star, you know, uh, uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar and uh, Booksmart. It's there's, there's a lot of smart and funny people behind this movie, and we had the unique pleasure of sitting down and talking to a smart and funny person, uh, the director Jessica Yu, who was in town for the premiere uh, back at the Toronto International Film Festival. We talked about how she uh, got involved with the project, the nature of it all, the, the. I don't want to say unique level of the comedy, but just uh, really how they, it goes for the gusto. And it's just so much fun. This is one of those pieces of cinema that uh, it's just pure joy. I mean, it's a little it, I mean, it's a little inappropriate, but it, there's a lot of fun. There is just a lot of fun. And like I said, if you're in the States, drop it on Hulu. If you are uh, here in Canada, it is dropping on uh, Disney Plus on November 3rd, which just happens to be today. So uh, go check it out. But first, enjoy our uh, interview with uh, director Jessica Yu, because between you and me, it's a darn good one. 
Now, I mean, just to kick this off officially, you know, obviously, just first off, thank you so much for the time today. I really appreciate it. And I mean, congrats on the movie. It is so much fun. Oh, thank you. Now, I mean, I guess my first question is, like, walk me through uh, the pitch to get involved in this, to, like, seeing this script, seeing these obviously two fantastic, like, talented ladies. Because, I mean, this, again, this is such a fun ride. I tell you, the first, when I first read the script thought it was delightful um loved that it was about sisters yeah. comedies about sisters yeah, right totally, yeah. and then sandra o aquafina already attached i was just like could it be <laughs> <laughs> could this actually be could i be a part of this and so then it was of course a conversation but um i think we really clicked early on i had worked with sandra a couple yeah, of times yeah. so i was super excited about working with her again huge admirer of aquafina but i i tell you just to have something like that land in front of you and not that it was immediately like, you know, yes, do this. But from my point of view, yeah. it was like, this could not be better. Please pick me. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, I mean, obviously, like I was there last night, played like gangbusters. And I mean, I was laughing and I was even stopping myself a little bit going, oh, God, I just laughed that out loud. <laughs> it felt a little bit like this film was very conscious of... I don't want to say breaking any comedy barriers or being offensive, but it was definitely sort of pushing the bar a little bit. Yeah. Like, how important was it for all of you to to really make this something that was genuine, but also, you know, bent that line a little bit to go, like, funny, but, like, uncomfortably funny sometimes? Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. Because um, I think, well, there are two things. One, we thought if we did the relationship right, if we got the groundedness yeah. of these characters, then we could go... A little silly we could go a little bit more edgy in moments yeah and so that was something that we knew that 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 was the challenge yeah. right um but some of it some of the humor just came from conversations uh, a lot of it okay should you say a lot of the humor of course was baked into jen's of, script of course. course yeah but some of these other like the particulars about like the <laughs> asian american right um jokes we just thought if anyone could tell these we can and so just toying with jenny's um facility at pulling that card when it suits her we thought that that was really funny and sandra was very game for she was like oh yeah let's the, go for it let's let's just let jenny do these things and slightly offend <laughs> and uh so that was one thing and then some of the more um you know there's the whole uh I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but the yeah. whole shit and the whole thing. Let's just yeah. say the particularlys, particulars of Anne's trauma. Right, yes. Right? Yeah. Um, go in an unexpected direction. And that was something that came out of the conversations that we had. We were able to workshop um, a year before we started production. So it was me, Jen, uh, the writer, Aquafina, and Sandra. And it was really something that emerged from those conversations like what would be something that was so terrible but also kind of funny yeah that would be like such a terrible secret to, to hold no for you know? sure yeah for sure and i mean the the comedy allows for the double down because yeah. i mean there's the moment with sandra loses the car you know learn how to drive racist and then we get the extra bit and it's yeah. just that's really to me what made this click and i mean obviously working with aquafina and sandra i mean you know i have been 
they play off each other so well. Yeah. I mean, was there rehearsal or was it just a question of just rapid fire, go, go, go? Because when you've got people who are so quick in comedy, like I can imagine on one end as the director and the writer, you know, your writer will want to stick to script. But at the same time, it's just like, okay, let's just wind them up and let them go and see what happens. Yeah. So I think because we had that uh, opportunity to work yeah. closely together, that was everything. Um, and then throughout the, the year before production, we would have read-throughs just on our own. We'd get together um, to talk through things. So there was just this casual constant of working on the characters and working on what eventually became that chemistry on screen. So by the time we got to production, things were very smooth. It was very, uh, dare I say, it was a very easy approach. The thing that we we decided on beforehand that we talked about is that the first take or takes were always about the script. Let's do the script, mm -hmm. and then making sure that we um, got the words in there that see how it played. But then always letting them have some chance to play, and for the discovery, you know, for the little bit of improv. So I think it was a really good mix that way. No, for sure. And I mean, I loved seeing Will in this just because I mean he's essentially playing the straight man. Yeah. yeah, like I can imagine on one end, you've got Will Ferrell coming into your movie. Oh my God, big star, funny! But at the same time, it's like, oh God, is he going to take up too much space? Like, how was it working with Will? Just because he played it straight so well. You know, the thing about Will, I mean, he's he's actually he's a fantastic actor. Yeah, and very funny, very generous. Um, like he has a very generous presence, so really easy to work with. Just a complete delight. In terms of his character, he did have input in terms of not wanting to, um, he, I think he was looking for what's the side of the character that um, mm. is a little unexpected, maybe that would be especially unexpected coming from him. Yeah. So I think the real question about his character is, is he genuine? Anne is so invested in yeah. this relationship. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He's the constant, he's been there for her. Is he going to be that? And of course, you know, he's that and more. I mean, he, he comes off as kind of like, oh, folksy guy, but he, he notices everything. And I think that that was such a, a lovely turn to be For able sure. to, to put in there. Yeah. I love that we never saw their mother. It felt like it almost would have been a distraction if, she, if there had been like an actual character there. Was that by design from early on? Yes, you know, we actually had filmed uh, with a wonderful actor, um, Christine, who played uh, the... The mom and right. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting her last name just off the top. No, of my no, head, problem, no problem. Anyway, so um, so we did film with her, and then we filmed a version where we wouldn't see her. And I think what came about thematically is that the sisters, we had to play up her absence because that's what they were dealing with—the fact that they didn't have someone who could operate as a mom should right yeah, yeah. and so i think in the end we realized actually it made more sense not to not to see her and um so you have the presence of her you have the sense of the trauma but yeah she wasn't there so Something else I really appreciated about this is that, I mean, obviously it's very representative to Asian women, great story, but again, it's not something that the, you're hitting the audience over the head with. Yeah. It's, it's just about the relationship. It's about these two crazy sisters. On one end, obviously, you know, I mean, as an Asian filmmaker, as, a, you know, two actors, like, you want to have that representation, but you don't want to hammer it home either. Like, how do you manage to sort of find that balance? Yeah. 
I think we talked through the characters um, a lot about their, you know, there's actually a lot of family history there that comes, is like more nuanced right. in the film, right? Like, right. That, um, Mom's Chinese, dad's Korean, yeah, mom's exactly. first generation, yeah. dad's second, you know, all that stuff. So that was important for our characters, for our actors. Um, but it was almost like if you set that groundwork right, then whatever needs to come out will come out in specific ways. You yeah. know, whatever is... Um, so there are some things about how Anne, excuse me, is perceived by um, the, the the internet, right? Yeah. When her video goes viral and you, you know, see some assumptions made about her, some like jokes and, and so I think it was seeing uh, what made sense, what do we need to reference, what would come out for them naturally as characters. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and then also having it be something that like, hey, Jenny will toy with that, right? Right. So it's not always something that's imposed on them. It's something she's also throwing out to the world. For sure. Yeah. No, it takes it back. It gives it power. No, and I, I mean, I like that. Yeah. And it's one of those things that it, it added to the, the genuineness of it. Like, it's not playing on the tropes. It's, it's, it's allowing us audiences to focus on the characters. Yeah. I think also, you know, we were just very aware, hey... It's a comedy. We we want this relationship like that is that's the emotional backbone of it. But also, it's like we're <laughs> anywhere where we could make a joke like that would be something we would always and not say. cheaply like smartly yeah. and funny. You know, <laughs> yeah. like that's I yeah. think that's where it works. You know, yeah, yeah. it was it, that part was very very fun and just trying to sort of thread that that out and make sure that you know we had those touches throughout was now I mean something I'm curious about with you because I was doing my research and I mean I noticed like you've done some TV you've done some documentary you've done some feature I'm always curious when I get to talk to people who who've delved into all three I mean can you talk a little bit about I guess maybe the differences because I mean on a show obviously like a you know Fosse Verdun or something like you're coming in for an episode like you're almost for hire yeah. Where something like this, you're, you're seeing it kind of cradle to grave. And I mean, it's, I don't want to say grave, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you're seeing it all the way. Like, yeah. how does the job differentiate between those kind of projects? Every job is different. Every situation is different. Yeah. So I, sometimes, though, when you go and you work on a, like on TV series, right. I, I always think of myself as the foreign exchange student, right? Where you come in, you go, how do you do things in your country? You know, yeah, yeah. so there's sort of an agility that you have to have. But any project, you always have to bring something to the table. Sometimes it's a lot more. Sometimes, you know, you're weaving through a structure that's more established than others. But um, I actually, I like that. I try like trying to solve that. But really, it's it's about the story that's being told it's about the um the people who are involved so it always gets really specific yeah if that makes any sense no, but it does, yeah. you know it's uh, I, I do look for projects though where it's something new or with something where i can bring more to the table so um it's a mix you know and i like that no i mean i'm curious because Obviously, as we said, you know, you wish there were more people here, but circumstances that can't be. And I mean, I'm always curious to find out when the creative payoff is, because obviously, like when you're working on something like this, you can't imagine having a packed room like you did last night. It's not something that's even in the equation. Like, when does that moment come for you to go, it worked? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, definitely last night because, um, and, you know, along the way, we had a couple test screenings, sure, which were sure. great. And 
those were really fun. So already you feel like, oh, it's exciting, it's exciting. Um, Creatively, I would say like that first workshop that we had was so much fun and so productive and really like meaningful. I thought, man, I, I mean, I hope we get to make the film, but this was already pretty great right, as a creative right, experience. Right, right, right. So it's so funny because that was so long ago. But then last night you're like, oh yeah, no, this is what it's all about. And I think that's what's great about this festival is that you have people who just genuinely love seeing films in a room with people. And so that's, like I felt just um, so nourished. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Now, Super fun. now, I mean, that dovetails into something else. Like, as a storyteller, as an artist, when you get a chance to be involved in a project like this where you're seeing it all the way and you're workshopping it from A to B to Z all the way to Z, how do you ultimately sort of let it go? Because, I mean, in many ways, like, you're emotionally attached. It's your baby. You love it. You've been pouring in blood, sweat, and tears. But at some yeah. point, you just have to go... Flirt yeah. into the universe, you know. I know, I, you know. I, I don't have, uh, I don't have that. Uh, that's not a problem for me. <laughs> and I think part of it is that I really fall in love with with a, a project like a. It's um, you know, yeah. Every project is is your your baby for sure. Yeah. But, um, but I'm always like pretty like not like you get everything right. Right. But I feel satisfied by the effort. So then sending off into into the world is feels like really really good thing for but sure. especially with this one um because it's a comedy and uh i remember sandra asking me when i first became involved she was saying well you know why do you want to do a comedy right now you know what, what makes you want to do this and of course you know besides the fact of them being involved and everything i said you know i want i want to do a film that i want to i want to see right now and yeah. i really want to see a comedy for sure for sure so yeah now, how was that experience? Because, I mean, people on the outside looking into, oh, comedy's easy. It's like, no, direct a comedy and make a comedy. It's fucking hard. <laughs> it's hard work. Yeah. Like, how was that for you, especially, like, just sort of doing this in, in, in a feature realm? Yeah. Um, I think I had a lot of confidence in, in what was there, right? Like, right. so, you know, the work that everyone put in, you know, script, the... the the script was very, um, what's the word, uh, robust, right? right? Right, And with our actors. So, I, I don't know, I felt like we were in really, uh, a really, really good position. The thing that's always tricky is, you know, you have more story than you could fit. Of thing, course, like yeah. Parsing out, what is the, what are the things that you need to, to pay off uh, for the sisters, for that storyline? You know, how many of these uh, funny moments can we keep in there when... So it's all that balance. That was probably where a lot of the, um, where, you know, that in that refinement, I think that's where it's a little bit trickier to make sure that you get it right. No, totally. Yeah, yeah I would agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Now, I mean, just to start putting a ball on this, and this is a silly question, but it's one I always like to yeah. ask. Think to your younger days. Was there a movie or a moment or something you saw in your life where there was that little light bulb went off in your head and you said, I want to be a filmmaker. I want to be a storyteller. Do you know, I never had that moment because I, I, you know, I, didn't, I didn't go to film school, right? right? right. I kind of like just started working in production and worked my way up. So it took a long time. I would say the reverse moment was that took a long time for me to realize, oh, I am a filmmaker. This is what I do. And, you, know, they, you reverse engineered it. I like that. I like that. I was like, oh my gosh. And I think part of it is that especially starting out. It was such yeah. 
there'd be long periods between sure. opportunities, between sure. jobs. And that's also why I think I have kind of a weird, um, whatever, track record in terms of the types of films because, you, you know, coming out on the indie side, especially coming up as a woman, you just yeah. have to kind of jump on, either make your own opportunities or jump on what what comes up. So, you know, you end up with more of a patchwork. And I think ultimately, for me, that's been a strength. Well, and that's a testament too, just not only to you, but I mean, to people just looking to get their foot in the door. I mean, right. there isn't always a path. It's just like, just stick your foot in the door and then figure it out, you know? I don't think there's ever a path. Honestly, like if you ask 10 filmmakers, no one has the same story. So sometimes I definitely get stumped when people say, do you have advice for young filmmakers? I'm like, I don't know. Like we all got to the circus on a different path. So, yeah. <laughs> We're all in the land of misfit toys in yes. one way or the other. Yes. I know. Sometimes, yeah, like, I don't know. Like on the set, you'll end up doing just the the strangest thing is this group effort. All these professional people were all standing around, but we're just like, we're just we're working hard at playing this game. Yeah, you know? yeah. Your kids at the candy store, and it's yeah. just you're making something beautiful. And I mean, I think with this film, all of you really have. I mean, it is such a fun ride, and I mean, I'm so glad you got yeah. to be here and just sort of have that experience of the big room. And I mean, I can't wait when more people get to see it. I, I, people are going to love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The last time. And don't forget to, to visit our friends over at Bay Street Video for all your DVD, Blu-ray rental, or purchasing needs this summer, as they are still open for curbside and some mailing delivery as well. Over at 1172 Bay Street, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, you can give them a call at 416-964-9088. That's 416-964-9088. Or send them an email at baystreetvideoto at gmail.com for any of your DVD and Blu-ray needs.